But uh, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun episode. Yes. And a huge shout out to everybody that has been sending us messages through all the platforms on social media. This morning, we received this amazing message from somebody in Denmark. Denmark? Denmark. Wow. Yes. And uh, she's been inspired to publish and it's been amazing. So... Keep sending those messages because it fuels the energy of the show and it fuels us to continue to do uh, and have this amazing conversation. So, yeah. anyways. You read the message in our morning call with the with the team. Everybody cried. I Yeah, I almost shed a tear. I was like, Tears wow, up. this is so cool. I love when people coming back. Yeah. And lately, I feel like we've been receiving a lot of comments and talking to people that have been listening to the show. Yes. And it's great. And it's a great way to, to get feedback and listen and Figure it out what you can say next. How can you help him next? Absolutely. So if you're right. thinking about it, just send us a message. Send it over. It's good. All right. <laughs> Anyways. I'm going to leave, just so you guys know, <laughs> at the description of the podcast, there's going to be a link in there that you tap it and it's going to take you straight into a chat with us on Facebook Messenger. And then you can ask whatever you want. It is us behind the keyboard. Right, so you're gonna have direct access to us. We can chat and whatever questions you may have, or however way you need help with, we can hopefully provide it for you. I uh, know. All right, so I think we're ready. We have an amazing guest. We've been trying to get her on the podcast for like months, and she's like, "No, Luis, you guys are not too good for me." No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but we have been trying to coordinate this, and I'm so excited uh, to finally bring her onto the platform and uh, for all the teachings and all the things that are just gonna be obviously things that you can apply today in your business uh, and your life. And it's going to be amazing. So, anyways, without further ado, here we go. We've got some fresh hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a damn great time. Ooh-wee. The goal of the podcast is simple to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. You, you threw a curveball in that one right there. Hey, I was driving. To the, I was driving to the studio and I was like, man, I remember those days where we have b- pumping music be- before the show. And, you know, lately, Fonzie has been like getting into like, the show, like at the time of the show. So I'm like, you know what? I'm energized. I pump some music all by myself and I'm excited. To finally have this conversation. Oh, what oh, does me getting, you know, close Bro, to the because we, the show. we used to party together before the show. Hey, we can party during the show, you know, we can fist pump it. So if you're listening right now with the hype music in the background, just give me a fist pump right now. Anyways, again, if you're enjoying this show and the content and the things that we talk about, go ahead and hit that bell, the follow button in your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you for everybody coming from Spotify has been amazing lately. And of course, we've been uploading all the episodes from the past on to YouTube. So if you're a YouTube person, go to the channel, Content is Profit, and follow us there as well. I love it. A blast from the past. Blast from the past. And if today's guest helped you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode because you might be helping somebody else achieve their goals as well. And, and, don't forget to leave a five-star review. Let's go. Welcome to another episode in which we are going to debunk any myth regarding ads. Do they still work? If so, how do we make them work? And most importantly, how do we align them with your content? Woo. That is right, guys. Please welcome digital marketer and strategies, the New York Latina queen herself, and Wow, Fuzzy! I, I'll drop you a curveball. I drop you a curveball. And a cat. Your face I'm actually popping. Well, okay. Well, so, I was gonna say one no. second. One second. I was gonna say, and soon to be the Jacksonville Latina queen because you're moving to Jax. Right. That's, That's right. But I, I threw a curveball in there because wow. I didn't write that in that there. That was not in our cheat sheet. <laughs> and, and I was like, cue the music. Let's go. So anyways, Anna, we are so stoked to finally have you here on the show with us and talk all things ads and content and marketing. And uh, yeah, it's been awesome. So thank you for being here, first off. Thank you so much for having me. This is like, I love the energy. This is a party. Love it. <laughs> yeah. we, we were debating whether to start it off with salsa and whatnot, but <laughs> we were afraid that people listening, you know, their bodies will start just like dancing all of a sudden. So, you know, yeah. just to... Anna, where, where are you from originally? <laughs> I am from Colombia. I am from Medellin. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Colombian people, beautiful people. I'm just saying, Venezuelan people, you know, m- more beautiful people. Love <laughs> Venezuelan people. 
There's <laughs> always that, that beef between Venezuelans and Colombians. I don't know why. I love our Colombian brothers and sisters. F funny story. On Sunday, we go out to dinner with, you know, Fonsi's girlfriend's family. And it's like this, like, huge crew of people. And uh, me and Katie got invited. And it was this amazing steakhouse, a Colombian restaurant. Oh, and so uh, and uh, Katie, she's Canadian, loves Venezuelan arepas. And then we're looking through the menu. And she's like, oh, my gosh, they have arepas. And I'm like, you know what? They're not Venezuelan arepas. They're still delicious, but they're not Venezuelan arepas. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listening, you know, if you try an arepa, you know, it's either Let from us know, just, yeah. just I like it. yours with corn arepas better than ours. Oh, my. They're called cachapas, right? It, no, a little but bit different. No. A little bit okay. different. But okay. it's okay. But the, the whole, the, the steak and the the whole grill was amazing. It was so good. Delicious. Yeah. And, and for good. those listening right now wondering what the heck are these guys talking about? <laughs> Does this even has to do anything with marketing? Well, first, to do good marketing, you need to have a full belly, you know, so you can have a happy heart <laughs> and be able to think properly. So go and get yourself some Venezuelan and Colombian yeah. food. Uh, but... That being said, Anna, I do want to dive a little bit into your story, right? So the listener can get to know you. But before that, I want to hook them, right? I want to, I want them to understand the value of ads in their business. Because honestly, all the, the big fishes, big businesses, people that you see consistently, one of the things they preach the most is running ads and, you know, having their funnels working and all that. So let's start with maybe one tip. What is one thing that you can tell to the listener about running ads that they need to take into consideration if they are, you know, willing to give this a try? Okay. So my first tip, if somebody is, are we talking, are we talking about somebody who's just starting their business or somebody who's more ahead of the game? And Let's do one for both. Okay. So he wants you, all the secrets, Anna. He wants it all. <laughs> Why do you think I got pen and paper here? I see you. I see you. So if somebody's just getting started with their business, one of the things that people hold, that holds people back from showing up and launching their programs or launching their products is I don't have an audience. I don't have a big enough audience. Yeah. I don't have anybody in my email list. And listen, you can start running ads right now to reach a much bigger audience, even if you just put out $5 a day mm. in Facebook ads. That being said, make sure you just know like giving money to Mark Zuckerberg and just being like, here, <laughs> let's just boost this post and see what happens and the money's just gonna come running. No, you have to have a strategy in place. And that's the same tip for somebody who's making, let's say six, seven figures in their business. Facebook ads work amazingly. You can go from like making 15,000 a month to 70,000 a month through ads. If you get in front of the right audience with the right strategy, mm. I cannot tell you how many successful businesses have getting burned out with Facebook ads because they don't have the right strategy in place to run their ads. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I have like twenty questions of of this alone. I, I want to sure my brother. I, I want to give my brother a chance there, to talk. There's a there's a thing <laughs> called hug the mic, and Fonzie does it all the time. So I better get my <laughs> my questions in real quick. So I mean, I want to give a little bit of background, right, for those that are listening and just finding out who we are, or if they're new in the show as well. But we started selling a service and uh, we always, our belief was that we have to bootstrap and we cannot, like we have to do it organically and all these things. And to be honest, we haven't really experienced much with ads. We just uh, tried enough, right? And uh, to, to be able to develop a strategy that works for us really, really well on the agency side, right? Uh, but we've never run ads in, in that sense, right? For other companies and other strategies, it's a di different story. But for ourselves, no. But we, we did run ads a little bit for the podcast. For the, the yeah, there was like an experiment yeah. there. But uh, but we started a higher ticket, right? Service-based. And uh, right now we're doing a mix of, you know, social outbound with mixed with the podcast platform and different things, right? So um, you mentioned the right strategy for the people that are starting out, right? And then we can go into people that maybe are a little bit more established. But what is some what what is that right strategy? I was on a call probably two weeks ago with a group of women that are amazing, right? And they they wanted to know about content and the production and the frameworks that that we use. And um, I show them a path on if they decide to start a platform like our podcast that they could scale really quickly on that service side, right? And it has to be like a very specific product. 
one of them sold, you know, these $20 books on Amazon. And she's like, well, that's great because you guys are a higher ticket on all these things or all the case studies that you guys are putting in there. But me, I sell this book on Amazon. Now, how do I actually get started with publishing, right? So there's obviously there's many ways, but I'm guessing, right, part of that right strategy involves probably a lower ticket, like what's the entry point for people that want to do this and not give 100% of their money to Mr. Mark, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then be successful at it to make sure that, you know, either we're breaking even in your funnel or we're attracting the right people. Yeah. So somebody's just going to start with Facebook ads. So these things that what I'm about to say, I have to, this, I have to say this first. Just remember, we can now depend on social media to grow our business mm-hmm. right we have to have for example an email list that we own in case god forbid facebook shuts down instagram shuts down tiktok shuts down many people will be left without a business if social media shuts down because their whole business relies on social media yeah. so one way to use facebook ads and the smartest way to use facebook ads if you have a low budget, it's to slowly start growing your email list. And I love that you guys, I love the work that you guys do because it may, it will make my work much easier as an ads manager. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody, let's say, if you're just getting started with Facebook ads and you have literally $5 a day to run ads, the first thing that I don't want you to do is to boost your posts. <laughs> <laughs> because there is no strategy behind boosting posts. You're just getting people who are likely to engage with the post, comment and like, but it doesn't mean they're, they're going to be the ones who are going to buy from you. Mm. So like I said before, start with a strategy in place. Use the, con- the beautiful similar content to the ones that you guys are doing, amazing videos, very engaging, but you know that they're going to convert for your organic audience. If you have $5 a day, check what which ones of your posts have performed better. Make sure in those posts that you're sending people to a URL link where they can, let's say, give you an email in exchange for something mm. or obtain to be updated about future like podcasts or newsletters, any, any of that. And with those $5, you can create a strategy where you first build an audience that you know is your ideal audience and are gonna be excited about seeing your ad, which yeah. is your post. So you're not, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can use posts that have worked for you before. Yeah. And then you can turn those posts, if it's a video on the video view campaign, or if it's an image on an um, engagement campaign, you just have to make sure that you're sending them in like in the post, in the, in the copy for the post to a link. Mm. where they can um, convert into something else. The reason why if you only have $5 a day, I could be telling you start a lead generation campaign and send them straight to a website, but those campaigns are more expensive. Yeah. So you'll be paying like a dollar to $10 for a lead. So $5 are not going to get you too far, but Facebook charges much less money for video views and engagement Mm-hmm. And you know that with your right strategy, you'll be able to get in front of that audience yeah. if you don't have that much budget yet. But you have to be very purposeful with what content you're serving them. Mm. Now, if you are a bigger business and you're like, okay, I can spend $3,000 a month on ads, yeah. that's a different story. Absolutely. So I will recommend you to do first start also with video view campaigns which you guys are amazing at creating those that that type of content why because you're gonna create brand awareness just like we're doing right now when people watch videos they're more likely to engage with you to feel like they know you Mm. and they know what you're talking about that way once you retarget that audience that you're growing through video views with a lead magnet or an offer they're more likely to convert mm. as opposed to you targeting somebody who don't know, who doesn't know you with a lead magnet or an offer. Yeah. Right. And for my clients, I do both. I target cold audiences who are likely to be high quality leads. 
with video view campaigns. If my client doesn't like to do videos and we do images, but I like, like videos better because it creates that connection. Yeah, absolutely. And I also target them with lead campaigns because yeah. it creates that brand awareness for them to be to know, like, and trust factor. Mm. And then once you get them in your email list, those are the people that are more likely to buy your products. Absolutely. That being said, and this comes from experience, the ads is just one part of the puzzle. Mm. You have to be creating content that talks to your ideal audience. You have to be creating a lead magnet that is going to attract high quality leads because you might be have the right strategy for the ads, but if your content is not in alignment with the people that are going to convert, you could be getting very low low cost leads, but that are also low quality leads that will never buy your service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's very important. I think that that last part is key because people think just people in the pipeline means people that are going to buy, but not necessarily, right? Like you need to qualify those leads. You need to have people that, you know, kind of like hit all those requirements of your perfect buyer. And I love how you put this the process, right? Breaking it down of like, yeah, you get somebody into your email list and then eventually they're going to buy, etc. But at first you need to, you know, show up on their feed, warm them up, etc. Right? Like you have multiple steps here and I always go, go back. And I think it's because, you know, it was the first person I learned it from, but actually Amanda, Amanda Holmes, she talks about this all the time, but I remember a while back an ad from Frank Kern, right? And Frank Kern, for those who don't know, he's like a legendary marketer and he's actually huge on ads. He run a lot of ads. And I remember one time he has this like kind of like mint um, caramels, candies. Yeah. And he grabbed like a handful and dropped it on the table and said, this is the people that are ready to buy from you today. And then he went and he grabbed like two handfuls and put it right next to it. And he's like, these are the people that are ready to buy from you in three months. And then he grabbed like the whole thing and dump it. And he's like, and these are the people that are ready to buy from you on six months on or a year, yeah. right? So he's like, you need to obviously find the ones that they want to buy right now. Those are your hot leads. But then at the same time, you got to be nurturing these other ones, right? And I think what you're talking about talks to that because, they, again, the people that are engaging with you, that are watching your content, when you're retargeting them, they are a warmer lead and they're probably closer to purchasing your services and products yeah. than somebody that might not have ever seen you. So I think balancing both it's extremely important, right? Trying to find those people that are six, 12 months ahead and then kind of like bring them down that timeline of purchasing from you. And then at the same time, finding the people that are closer to buying by retargeting, right? Now, as I'm saying this, I'm like overwhelming myself too. I'm like, wow, this is a <laughs> process, right? Like this probably takes resources. Yes, like you said, you can start with $5 a day, but probably, let's be honest, like you might see some limited results in here. So what would be maybe for somebody that don't have those deeper pockets? I'm curious on, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm more curious to know, like what is the amount that you recommend people to start with that they feel comfortable with investing. And I say investing because I believe in a way ads is risky too, right? Like there is a possibility that you might lose your money and correct me if I'm wrong, right? But like, what is that amount that people can say, like, I'm confident on investing this and start, start that machine. Like I want to run this machine and potentially start getting new leads and filling up my email list. So Fancy, that's a great question. And I'm going to start with saying this. When you run ads, they will work no matter what. Ads will always work. Mm. It's just a matter of testing. Mm. Testing, 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 and testing a little more. And nice. when things work, you got to keep testing because you got to <laughs> keep optimizing. Yep. 
But many people approach Facebook ads with, let me do one month of ads and let me see if it works. And if it mm. doesn't, then I'll just pause them. And that's where the investment goes wrong. Yeah. That's where they waste their money. Mm. Because Facebook ads is not like a short-term uh, term, uh, term game. Yeah. It's a yeah. long-term game. You've got to have a plan. So you're going to be like, for the next six, for the next six months, I'm going to have $20 a day that I'm going to give to Facebook. That's like, let's say, um, $1,000 a month. Yeah. Or what's $20 a day? Like, uh, that's, that's, like $200, a month. that's like $600 a month. $600 a month. So every month I'm going to be consistent. No matter what, I had, I'm going to reserve $600 a month towards mm -hmm. Facebook ads. And I would recommend to start, like, if you're, like, low budget, I would recommend to start with $20 a day, $5 to video view campaigns, $15 to a lead generating campaign, where you are going to keep those emails. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you how much I just did a launch for a client. And the leads that we were getting from the lead magnet was, like, $1 to $2. And I was expecting $5 for their webinar. We were getting $13 leads for their webinar. I kept trying. Can I tell you how much test I had to do to bring them down to $8 and $7 leads? Yeah. Wow. Mm. So first I started with the images. Then I started with the copy. Then I started with the head, headline. And then I got to a point where I couldn't obviously keep spending the money on testing. I said, $7 lead, we have to do it. Yeah. And then scale from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... I love this, right? Because it gives people like a, a mm -hmm. clear path, right? On, okay, here's here's where I'm at, right? Or like also the destination, right? You were, the example that you were saying was uh, a webinar, right? So also I think elements that we should be thinking about when we're investing those $600, right? Or whatever, like if we're getting $7 a lead, that's super important. There's, you'll be very surprised yep. of the amount of people that we talk to me, like how much does it cost you to acquire X, right? And sometimes it's not just money. Maybe it's time, right? And your time is very valuable, right? And this is why ads, uh, it's it's very valuable for a lot of people, right? Because sometimes we don't go, we don't dip into this because we misalign the values, right? We're like, oh my gosh, I'm spending $7 to acquire one lead. Well, if you compare that to organically or to an outreach or to an outbound, how much is that going to cost you, right? So, you know, I think th these are conversation starters for people to start looking at their own systems. But again, if you acquire that person for $7, right, they they come into your presentation, then after that presentation, are you actually converting X amount, right? And then from that, uh, is it a month-to-month -month membership that you're selling? Is it like a one-time payment? Like if it's a month-to-month, -month, what's the lifetime value of that customer? So now let's say you acquire that lead for $7, but that customer stays with you seven months for X amount of dollars, right? It's so much worth it. And I remember way back in the day when I was a studio manager, right? A fitness studio manager, we had this battle with the agency every single time and with the owners, right? Because we couldn't understand the value of that customer, right? So we were paying at the time anywhere between, depending on the campaign that we were running, but it was close to $20 per lead, which was like really expensive, right? So they were like, oh my gosh, $20 per lead for them to come into this. But we're like, yeah, if we close at least two of those, our lifetime value is six months, we're gonna be making that money, right? So we have to keep an eye on like, what is that backhand? So I, I just wanna trigger and start the conversation with a lot of people because sometimes we just don't see the full picture, right? It's just for our show, right? For a show we've been doing it, uh, obviously it's, it's part of our, our process in many ways, but we have a graph that says, okay, our show does about 1200 bucks per episode, right? And that's all the things that have brought in with relationships, uh, with referrals, with people that come to the show and they decide to work with us, right? Through a long period of time, mm -hmm. people are like, and this is no sponsorships, no nothing. And it's like, because we know what happens if somebody comes through the show and then there's a system on the back end. So just like that, your ads work in that same way. So I want to, I want to encourage people to do that. So what is some common, uh, common second part to that? Like uh, when, when people come into your world as a lead, right? What's the most common things that you see? Like, is it to a webinar? Is it to a lead magnet into a call? Like, what are some things? And obviously this might depend into the type of business, but what are some of the things that you see in your agency that are working really well today? So it depends on the strategy. It depends on the type of business. It's not a somebody that's working one-on-one -on -one with clients. Yes. Somebody who does, for example, like 
group coaching or has an e-commerce business. It's completely different. But let's say you somebody, they found you through your video, they opted in through your email list, through the lead magnet that yeah. was for a high quality lead, right? Mm. Then from there, you can, what a lot of people do is a webinar, but what I know converts really well because it builds that connection with the client is three-day challenges. Mm. So instead of doing, because if, let's say, if you just serve me an ad, I just opted in for your lead magnet, and then in a week you invite me to a webinar, for like one hour, I am not going to be really sure that I need your, going to try number out there, your $3,000 product. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I will highly recommend to do a mark, like a three-day to five-day challenge just to build a collect, like connection with the audience and for them to know how you teach, what they learn from you, yeah. and to have a little bit of like a hand moment. Oh my God, this is so good. I need more of what you're teaching. Yes. So, okay, ju just to be like very granular, right? Because I want people to like maybe take this and be like, okay, this is something that we can execute like tomorrow, right? Because they might have a product, they might have a back end. When you say a three to five day challenge is not like a 12 hour session with people, right? It's mm -hmm. one hour a day type of deal, right? One hour a day or even 30 minutes a day. One hour might be too long. 30 yeah. minutes a day for three days a week. That's it. Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you awesome. give them homework and just make sure whatever you're teaching, like it's something that they're going to, it's high value. Just don't do the challenge of the webinar to sell the thing that you want to sell them. Yeah. Because that's when I, that's going to turn people off. Also, one thing is, which I see a lot is, make sure you have a strategy for after the challenge. Like the sale doesn't end when the challenge is the last day of the challenge. That's when just people, people are just think, starting to think, do I need this? Do I not need this? So have a strategy in place for how many times are you going to show up to answer questions? Do you have testimonials to show up? Are you running retargeting campaigns for the people that opted in for the ad to remind them that card is open and they can buy? So like I was saying before, the ads are just one part of the puzzle. Absolutely. And many times people get this wrong. They just rely on ads. They think people are going to show up and they're going to buy right away. This got, there's got to be a strategy in place on how you're going to follow up with those leads that showed up, that spent the time with you, and show them how you can help them with the transformation they want to have. Mm, so good. Okay. Before Fonsi asks a question, I want to break this down and I want to be like, okay, this is, you know, one of the $1 million plans that you're going to execute as a company. So here, here's the deal, All right? You're going to, you're going to produce content in form of a, of a podcast, right? Then you're going to grab some of those clips and you're going to post them first organically. And second, you can put $5 a day towards video views and engagement, right? Then you're going to put $15 a day towards a lead generation uh, campaign. You're going to drive that traffic into your lead magnet, which is going to be this piece of content that gives a ton of value, right? And then from that lead magnet, you're going to send them to a three to five day challenge, which is 30 minutes a day of you giving everything 100% of yourself and giving providing a ton of value, right? The last day of that challenge, right? You're going to ask answer all the questions, so testimonials, right? And then present them for the next opportunity for them to work with you. Does that sound like an awesome path? That sounds like an awesome path. I got to say one thing, which I just had this experience with. Just remember what the customer journey is going to be. Mm -hmm. If you're going to offer them a lead magnet to get them into your email list, just make sure it's in alignment with the webinar or the challenge that you are going to teach them. Because if it's something, a completely different topic, you're going to end up with that the leads that you just got from that lead magnet might not be the right leads for the webinar or the challenge that you're teaching them. So just make sure you're touching on this similar on similar topics so people are excited to attend your challenge. Mm. I've, I've lately, I've seen a lot of ads to video sales letter, the video sales letter more as a squeeze page, meaning you have to put your information to watch the video sales letter, which is five to 10 minutes than to an application. I've seen that a lot lately, specifically in the coaching 
consulting, you know, industry. I'm curious, mm -hmm. have you, what, what are your thoughts on that? What have you seen? Does it work? Where does it work better? Where doesn't it work? Because we've, we're all familiar with the, the funnel hacking term, right? From, from click funnels, right? Like mm -hmm. go and see what's working and replicate it. But again, there's like you just mentioned, there's many things that can work and there's some strategies that are going to work better depending on what you're offering, etc. So again, me personally, I'm inclined to do more of a VSL because I'm like, huh, like these people in the industry are doing something like this, right? Like, is it actually working that well or for who and for what type of products are those working? So Fonzie, can you explain again? So you tap on the ad. Yeah. So and they ask you for your email. Yeah. So the ad takes you to a landing page in mm -hmm. which is kind of like, hey, on the next page, you have a quick video that we're going to show you X, Y and C. And then you go and it's a video sales letter, right? About five, 10 minutes is short, usually with an invitation to jump on a call, which is mostly an application. You go fill out the application and then they call you. So have you seen this from people that you know, from people that you don't know? Are they both. like cold I'll, targeting you? I'll say both. Uh, there's some people that I do not know. I have no idea who they are. And there are some people that are very familiar with that are running similar stuff. Okay. So this is what, and this is to invite you to like jump on a call with them one-on-one. It, yeah, I'm guessing with their sales team, not with them personally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I personally don't have experience with it, but it might like it's all about testing. Yeah. And again, it like depends that. on the type of business that you are having. Yep. So if you do group coaching, are you gonna invite people to jump on sales calls with you or with your team? Yeah. Or if you like are a coach who do who work one on one with clients then that might be a better strategy for you. Yeah. So it, it all depends, but it's all about testing. Yeah. And there, there's, it's all about knowing what converts and what doesn't convert. Yeah. You know? I like the, the fact that you make so much emphasis on testing and it not being a short, you know, a short vision type of deal, but it's more of a long-term game. Because that's exactly what we say to our clients with content. It's like, hey, look, if you're here to push content for two months and then give up, like, you better not be here, right? Because this yeah. is a long-term game. Like, the people that you see that are successful, they, be, they have been committed to publishing for a very long time. And the more we do it, the more I lean into that testing that you're talking about, right? It's like, it's about putting information out there seeing how people are receiving it and then distinguishing between the signal and the noise. What is the good information that you can take in, right? Reflect on it and then take action on your stuff again, right? Improve it, put it out into the world. And that's just a consistent cycle. Now for somebody that is thinking, whoa, but you know, my content, my ads, they all have a lot of elements, right? They have headlines, the content itself, the copy, like, How do I start testing now that we are in the, in the land of, you know, redoing these things? Like, how do I start testing things? Do I test one thing at a time? Do I do an A-B test? Or how Seth Godin put it once, do I do an A to Z test? And <laughs> they're two totally completely different things rather than just changing the headline, right? Like, what is your approach? So it's funny because my approach has changed a lot since the iOS 14 update. Before I used to do image, headline, copy, it will be just one ad. And then another completely different image, headline, copy, it just be one ad. And then let Facebook optimize for me. Mm. While Facebook is pushing more to let the algorithm and AI optimize for advertisers, I've gone a little bit the opposite way because I found that for myself, for my clients, This is when I get the best cost per lead for them. Mm. So sometimes when you test the way I was testing before, which is one headline, one ad for like in one, and then number two is the different headline, a different image, a different copy, right? When you have, let's say, three different ads and let the algorithm test, 
you'll find that they optimize very quickly and many times they will show only one of the ads. So you're not sure mm. if the other ones that you placed work or not because Facebook didn't give budget to those. Mm. So what I'm doing now instead is, let's say I have three images, three pieces of copy and three headlines. I first test one copy and one headline, the ones that I think are the strongest with three different images and I give them all their budget. So if you're mm. familiar with Facebook ads, it's, the way that the setup is done is campaign, ad set, ad. Mm -hmm. So I create three different ad sets with one ad each and those ads have three different images. Yep. Same copy, same headline. Let it run for three days if it's for lead generation and I'll let it run for one day if it's for a webinar. And do run apples to apples. The winner image, I keep on, the other ones are turned off. And you can imagine the difference. Like one image will get $2 cost per lead and another image or a video yeah. will get $7 cost per lead. Yeah, turn that thing off quickly. <laughs> yeah. So after I have the best image or the best asset, if it's a video, then I go on and test the three different types of copy that I had. I already know which the first one that I tested works, so I test that against the other two types of copy. Sometimes the ones that I test bring me a lower, lower uh, cost per lead, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. And then I see which is the, the best copy for that yeah. image, turn the other ones off, and then I go on and test the headlines. Mm. But that's the way that I've been doing it in the last four months. I have getting me to get my clients $2, $3 cost per lead while other people are getting $8, $10 cost per lead. Yeah. Because it's more manual, but I'd rather me to like be like, okay, I tested this and I know it doesn't work as opposed to, okay, I let Facebook test and it didn't give budget to that one. So it might not work, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. And then you're going to find yourself like trying to test other different things without knowing if they really work or not. Mm. This is, good, yeah. this, this is really good. I, th I think today has been like super granular and specific. And I think it's going to help a ton of people to get that knowledge, right? Whether they're doing them themselves or they're hiring somebody else to do it for them. I think this brings them a little bit of knowledge and, and now they can tackle those conversations a little bit better and be like, Hey, what are we actually doing here? What's my customer journey, right? Like what's the, what's the, is the lead magnet aligned, not just with the messaging, but with the thing that we're providing and we're giving to them, right? What's the testing that we're doing? Because I think part of it is a lot of the fear of not knowing what's happening behind these ads campaign when people go on and tackle this. And believe me, I've been in, in many conversations with different ad agencies, not only for us, but in the past when we manage physical studios, where you have no idea, like they come in, right? They show you, hey, this is the targeting. This is the people that we're talking about. And you're like, well, I have no idea that my customer journey is X. I had no idea on how, like, why is this lead so expensive, right? And I remember a very specific example where we had a business that had, uh, and by the way, it's a fun example, but then it was a wrong lead. But it, it explains the example of like the cost per lead. We're paying this agency 20 bucks a, a lead. And then we had a pizza restaurant that were doing $2 slices next to us, right? So we're like, well, guess what? Let's just sponsor everybody, you know, dollar slices in exchange for them to come for a free class, right? So in exchange for their information, right? Their email and their, and their number. So we set up a table out there and I think we got like 200 leads. It was crazy, right? And the- Of course, he doesn't want free pizza. Everybody wants the free <laughs> pizza, exactly. So, you know, as a cost per lead experiment, it was great, right? Because we got like, it was 200 names. It was insane. It was like the, the crazier. And then the bill for the owner was like, wait, you just spend how much money? And we're like, well, yeah, but we also got 200 leads so we can, you know, continue to reach out and whatnot. And then the show percentage was not the best just because it's not the ideal client, right? It's people that eating pizza, they don't want to go to the gym, right? So anyways, that's part of the testing. But it's again, you can do something similar, right? On the online environment, if you know those numbers, and then when they come into your world, what happens after? So you make sure that you that that you are actually working with the right numbers. So I think that's why I love today is because it brings people closer to understanding what's happening behind the scenes on something like this, which is super intimidating for a lot of people and super intimidating for a lot of companies, right? Especially if they're working with big budgets. And now we understand and there's a clear path. Um, so. 
I'm curious on, sorry, Anna, you were going to say something. I'll, I'll ask my question after. So one thing to touch on what Luis is saying is it's very important if you have an ad agency or if you're managing the ads yourself, the data is the map that you need to use to get you to where you want to be. If you don't know your key performance indicators or your KPIs, how are you going to know if you're going to look good cost per lead or an also good cost per lead yeah. or if the quality of your leads are good? Because let's say your average, you know that your average cost per lead is $7 and you get really good quality cost per lead that are going to go and show up to the gym. Let's say that's, that's, that's the business you're advertising, right? And then all of a sudden you start getting $1 cost per lead and you're like, oh, this is a really good dollar, really good cost per lead. It might be that the campaign that you're putting out it's not the right campaign for those leads, for the for the high quality leads. But how will you have known that if you didn't know that the good quality leads come at seven dollars cost per lead? So that's one like really good suggestion that I have. Every week, monitor your campaigns until you know your data. You know, okay, the leads that I got this time are really really good, and they came at two at three dollars cost per lead so my goal is to get them a little bit cheaper yeah. for the same quality or i don't know what happened i can't tell you how many clients are like oh we have like much less leads coming in what happened but they don't know what cost per lead is they don't know the link click through rate. like they don't know the data especially my coaching clients yeah. so one thing is monitor you have a report where you're like okay this week every wednesday this is my cost per lead for last week. This is the cost per lead right now. And when you have, let's say, four weeks of data, that, that average number is your cost per lead. So at least you have like a guide on like where you're going and where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think it's very interesting. The other day I was reading something about kind of like setting up targets, right? Like what is the right target that you want to set? And it took me back to some conversations that we've had with previous clients, right? That when we're, we're onboarding them, it's like, okay, what is the goal? What is the objective that we're working towards, right? And earlier on, you know, I will say maybe I was a little too naive in this sense that they were like, you know, we want to get up to, let's say, 10,000 followers. That was their goal, right? And I'm doing air quotes in here just for the sake of the example. But at the moment, they only had, let's say, a thousand right and i was like okay cool like we know we're gonna be working for that goal all right awesome well in theory now what like what you're saying is the right thing is like if you have if you're at a thousand your goal has to be to do just better than that let's go to a thousand and ten first and see in what time time frame we do that and then we reassess and then we're like, okay, can we do a little bit better, right? Let's take it to 1,050, right? In this other time frame, and so on and so on. And you go reevaluating. So I think it's very important for people to understand how to set those KPIs, how to look and understand that the data and keep a report, right, of sorts that they can go back and, and kind of like refresh on, okay, well, this is where we've been. This is where we go. This is the quality right, that we're looking for exactly. But I think a lot of people are just throwing objectives up in the air, right? They're like, I want two, $2 per lead. Okay, where, where did you get that number from, right? Like, <laughs> did you saw it in somebody else's Facebook post? Cool, but like that doesn't apply at all to your business, right? Like my brother said, they were getting $20 a lead. Okay, the next objective is, can we lower it to 19, right? And then... 218 if, if if that helped right but i remember too when we started helping them it's like okay can we get them at five dollars <laughs> just organically with content uh, and we're only gonna post once a week is and uh, you know again maybe we were a little bit naive at the moment and a little bit in need of the business that we were like no but the, we, we'll try to do it we'll, we got this I mean, you know yeah i mean obviously this happened like five years ago but again yeah. like we like the the workaround to that was like where what are other areas of the business that we can improve so for them was okay we're losing people 10 percent of the membership is is leaving the doors every single month 
Well, what happens we with the content strategy that happened inside of the studio, we were able to take that from 10 to 3%, right? So now they're keeping more of the money, right? And then that goes in there. So again, where are these buckets? And I remember the conversation we had with this physical location, again, like five years ago, and uh, talking about the goals. And it was, she did not want to invest in ads at all. She's like, no ads. And we're like, okay, well, this is going to be interesting. So we ended up doing a, a, a giveaway campaign with three emails and six different partners, like other businesses around them. And the we can explain this campaign later, but the results were insane. We got 2,000 emails in their email list. And then the same day, we got 300 appointments for of people booking, coming to the location, right? So they're like a wellness center and they have like six different services. And then they had these reps inside of the center that will upsell them into a monthly membership. So 300 booked appointments. And uh, through the initial funnel that we set up, they were able to charge, I think it was uh, 1200 bucks that they were able to like collect before the people came into the, the appointment, right? So it was 2000 emails, 1200 bucks, like without any ads that they sold through like the traffic that was coming through and then 300 people that booked their appointment for like that week. And I remember we seen those numbers and we we're like, this is insane. Like, wow, like this is crazy. And then we went back all excited to talk to the owner. And she's like, only 2000 emails, only 300. And we're like, wait, where is the reference here? Like what, like what? And then that was like the light bulb moment for me where it's like, there's so much education that needs to happen around this topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, if you invest in ads, like at that rate on that same audience, 20 bucks a lead, it's a $40,000 campaign that you have to run to get that mm-hmm. amount of emails, right? So you're like, mm-hmm. we just save you a ton of money. <laughs> we just gave you a ton of money with this. And so I think what you're doing, Anna, is amazing. Thank you so much for, for you know, debunking all these things about the ads and the still work. And, and I love this statement that you said, you're like, ads work, period. It does, they do. So thank you, Anna, for that. Uh, I don't know if you have any other, any other like golden boulders before we head out. Yes. Last one is like you were saying, know your numbers. So what's your target? Let's say if you've been doing your thing organically, let's say, for example, you're a coach because that's people I work with online courses, coach creators. So that's where my um, examples come from. If you're launching your courses organically, what is your conversion rate from the people that opt in for the webinar or the challenge? to the people that show up live. And then from the people what, that show up live, what's the, convert, the purchase conversion rate? Mm-hmm. Because based on this data that you have, let's say, uh, in the industry, from people that sign up from the challenge for the challenge, let's say emails that sign up for the challenge, 25 to 30% of them will show up live. Mm. And from those 35 to 25% of them that show up live, of them will become customers. So that's where you are like, okay, this is, this is how much money I want to make. This is my goal. And again, make it like realistic, not like you sold $10,000 and then I I want to send a hundred thousand. So let's say our goal is 15,000 this time. How many people do I need to get into the webinar live for 8% of them to convert to buy for me to sell 15,000. And then that will get you to how many leads you need in the webinar, because it's not so much about the cost per lead. Yeah, it matters when you're working with a budget, but it's yeah. about how many leads you need to sign up yeah. to get 30% of them in the webinar to get 8% of them to buy your product. Yeah. And that's how you get there. So good. Yeah. So good. So for those that did not pay attention to math, when they went to school, <laughs> hey, it's time to brush it up a little bit. Pull out the math textbook, start doing some exercises. Yeah. Um, or, or start collecting that data, right? Because we... Start collecting the data yeah. now. So my point is knowing your numbers before you start running the ads and be like, okay, I'm going to spend $2,000 on leads. But I don't really know how many leads I need in order to get to my $15,000 goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here... I mean, this is a great example. We were on one of our keynotes last year and we were talking for the first time about our podcast system, right? And uh, we knew that it like the 100% of our revenue for that, that year came from the podcast. Like we did nothing else. That was the focus, right? Beautiful. And, uh, and we're sharing this and then there's a guy's like, okay, what are the numbers? And I didn't have him handy. And I'm like, well, these are the numbers, like the whole, the whole thing. 
Like 100% of that revenue comes from the show. But then it, it triggers something where like, okay, let's look at data. Like for the first like 100 episodes of the podcast, who like who's related? Like what, what are the, you know, what's the relationship between the people that are involved in content is profit to the revenue of that year? And we were able to do a breakdown. An example of that is like out of 100 guests, right? 75% of those said yes to a demo. And then 25% of those said yes to working with us. And, so cool. and you're like, wow. And then you compare that to other methods, right? And you're like, okay, this is a great starting point for somebody that maybe doesn't have X, Y, and Z, right? Like depending on different things, which was the situation that we were in at the time, right? We had zero budget for ads, negative budget for, you know, leaving expenses. Like it was, it was mm -hmm. pretty intense. Like when we started the show and, uh, and that was our way out, right? So knowing your numbers would also pave the path, right? And it will help you make decisions on your, on, on your, on your journey. Right. And it was just like, we had a conversation with this amazing, uh, guy they, they do, they sell, they auction buildings. That's the big product that they do. And they have no salespeople. It's just one, one guy. And this one guy wanted to start investing in content creation. You know, they had a, an ad side of things and then they wanted, he wanted to elevate his authority. Right. And we're like, mm -hmm. this is the perfect thing. And the, the example that we gave him is like, okay, if you're the one selling, right. Why will you, why will you close if, you know, what's your closing percentage? And for him, he said 10%. And we're like, okay, well, they sell millions of dollars in buildings, right? That's a lot of money. So we were like, okay, how, what would I say, like, what would you say if I can guarantee you 52 conversations a year, right? And he's like, oh my gosh, that's, that'll be, that'll be great. Like, how do we do that? Right? Like, what's the lead magnet? What's the thing? Right. And a lot of things that we say, we're like, Hey, what's the fastest path to cash? So for him, he had no lead magnet. He had like no course, no nothing like what for the type of customer that he needed, he needed to go straight to the source. But by him knowing that 10% closing, which, because it depended on him, as soon as we decided, we're like, okay, we're going to have 52 conversations. We're just going to frame them in your platform so you can also publish content and start building there. For him, it made so much sense. So in his head, he was already doing the math. I'm like, okay, how much is one conversation worth to you, right? And then that for him, he was able to put a, a dollar sign into what the process costs, and then he could start signing different things. So again, that's another example on how we can do this. But again, same process, just with the ads. So freaking mm -hmm. love it. Anna, this is, you know, so awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, when you come to Jacksonville, obviously, we're going to grab some coffee and some uh, arepas. Some arepas. So. Wait. Yeah, take me to that Colombian restaurant. Yes, we'll, we'll have to do it. Awesome. Uh, Fonzie, anything else that you want to do before we head out? I was left with a thousand questions, but I guess we'll have to bring you for round two, Anna. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. I definitely learned a lot. I feel like we could definitely put out like a lead magnet together just from this episode. You know, the things that we talk about, how to read your data, right? The, the path with your ads, how to properly invest in your ads and run the campaigns, all these things. I think we can definitely put something together of value for people. Um, so I'll, I'll give a thought to that because mm -hmm. it's very, very powerful. Um, and I'm just thankful for you, Anna. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Yeah. Okay, guys, that's the episode. And thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. If Anna here is helping you crush your ads, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys. <laughs>